That money stacked tall, but only partially my focus. So compassionate, struggle hard for me to cope with. Do a lot for others, not for This is Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors, and you logged on to 10th year seniors.com. I'm Draymond Green, forward for the Golden State Warriors, and you log on to 10th year seniors.com. Wrapped up in for you. Kids grow up scars that are rubbed down with oil. And life didn't change a bit, but I can't grow apart. For those in my business, there it is. Redemption for Golden State. We was more blessed than us. We had an entire intro that we planned to do. All of the winds are out of our sails. We had a whole Atlanta theme going all night long. Uh, we wanted it to be Atlanta. We're just going to put that out there right now. Didn't end up being Atlanta, but nevertheless, here we go. Wait, just a question. If Atlanta traded the number three pick and offset and takeoff for the number one, does Phoenix do that deal? No, you got to throw in Magic City. You got to throw in Magic City? Then you take the deal. And also, I don't think that's enough to, to break up Migos. That, oh, you mean DeAndre Ayton isn't enough? Yeah, I don't think that's enough. So you think they, they need to get DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker from Phoenix to I Atlanta? Think the, I think um, I think Quavo has to be included in the deal for, for something like that mm. to happen. Listen, this just made me think that maybe we need to incorporate cross-sports trades. Oh, not just cross-sports. We need to incorporate uh, cross-industry trades. I yeah, cross-industry, really cross-sports, because maybe... Julio Jones wants to be in the deal, get him over to Arizona, and now we see what's happening. I know you thought you were going to listen to the NBA Draft Podcast, but here we are now. No, this is a 10YS NBA Draft Podcast. By the way, welcome to the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. This is a special edition of Long Range 2.0's NBA Draft Lottery Night. I'm Ronaldo in studio with Kari and John, and on the line from Chicago, uh, he's waiting outside the combine just to get in like he's camping outside the combine to get in trini andrew on the line greet the people hello <laughs> he's so bad at greeting that's, people i knew i thought he was just gonna say yes that's all, that's all. yes okay, yes i'm so, in chicago so we had two milestone moments in deandre ayton's career that we were waiting on one we were waiting on the decision where he would camp out for five months and you know be a loner to some college program that Just didn't go the way that i wanted it to go obviously and this was the second one we were waiting on the draft lottery because we know he's a consensus number one so after the draft lottery you get a pretty good handle on where the bahamian fan base would be following deandre and this means a lot to me because this is now going to be 100 percent my team wherever deandre Ayton goes this is my team so, like I said in the open, we were all rooting for Atlanta. We were here very early on because we were making a night of this. Tension was palpable. palpable. Atlanta doesn't have the number one pick. Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns. Woo! West Coast. <laughs> Why? Why? We're, we are so selfish. Wait. All we can think about is... Hold on. You know how late we have to stay up to watch why, these games? Why, why shouldn't we think about ourselves? Phoenix won Sacramento 2. Why shouldn't we think about ourselves? Who else should we be thinking about? He is going to be rich and famous, irrespective of whatever Me team drafts him. Like, that, it yeah. don't matter. He's going to be fine. His family is going to be fine. He's what already else? used to waking up on Sundays and football being on TV. What about us? 10 a.m. What about our direct flights to go and cover these games? What about us? We have to connect. <laughs> yes. Twice, and, probably. Andrew, what do you think of Phoenix winning the lottery, which they were... 25% chance of winning, which is garbage. Yeah, I hate how it played out the way yeah. it's supposed to. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. 
<laughs> Why do you hate it? Tell me. Do you think he's a I bad mean, fit? Phoenix... No, no. I love DeAndre Aiden, but like Phoenix is such a dead city, you know. <laughs> Especially like we're buried in Phoenix. In we have to make friends with these people. <laughs> no, go, go ahead and tell us a stun on them. Come how on, you live, you in, live Chicago. in Chicago? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, you know how hard it is to get to Phoenix from any city. Even though it's a major airport in the West, Andrew, it's like Phoenix Sky Harbor is like a hub for everywhere. We live but in you the, still have to go to like hubs to get there. So it's like Atlanta, Miami. You're saying that coming from Chicago. We live in the goddamn Bahamas. How hard do you think this it's going to be for us? This is a different country. Hey, I know. Yeah, and then... <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. Keep going. Keep talking, Andrew. Yeah, you know, even though, you know, it's... Closer to Chicago, it's still expensive. And then, you know, obviously he's going on the West Coast team, so all of the games are going to be in Pacific time. So that's not going to be good for the rest of the East Coast. There were so many times during this season where I had to go to bed just to wake up and catch an Arizona game because how else am I going to watch a Pac-12 game? That happened in Sacramento. It's like, I'm not doing this. I'll send now the quotes. There you go. I can't do this. Like, we already had this happen with Buddy. He's playing in Sacramento, and now... No matter where Aiden ends up, he's going to be on the West Coast, too. But, okay, so what's the trade scenario that Aiden could get to an East Coast team? Please get him to an East Coast team. Like Andrew, go. Trade do your trade list. machine thing. Please. So I could see the, you know, the Cavs trading for him, the okay. Knicks. There's a lot of teams that have trade. Uh, Wait, have how, trade how do the Cavs do that? Easily. Um, they would do a combination of the eight pick, Tristan Thompson, and maybe um, Rodney Hood. Why in the world would someone take that for the number one pick? How did you not get that easily? Andrew, that is ridiculous. Why would you take that for the number one pick? Do the Cavs then give up all of their draft picks for the rest of time? And the Rock and Roll Well, because they would work because, I mean, it's it's unlikely, but, you know. No. No shit, Sherlock. But we want a scenario that could happen. Give me a likely scenario. Is there a chance that we could see him in San Antonio? Kawhi? Throw Kawhi in there. Okay, you can see him in San Antonio, but that doesn't change the West Coast thing. It's know? it's considerably better. Yeah, it's a I whole mean, lot better. Don't mess with Texas. You come on, like, have you, you remember never they heard have that? a fourteen game road kidding? trip rodeo, so we could plan on like. And Popovich would turn him into like the greatest, and then he would retire, and then Aiton would leave in free agency, probably to the East Coast or the Lakers. So we have to do more of this. <laughs> we are so excited no, for Phoenix. We, no, we are so crestfallen, dog. We have to do this entire Phoenix continuing its rebuild thing. So uh, Aiton and Devin Booker were pretty much gushing over each other in the media throughout much of the offseason. They fell in man love. Of course, we know Aiton did high school, finished high school there at Hillcrest, went straight to the University of Arizona. So this is a quote-unquote home kind of feel for him. His family's there. They're familiar with the area. Nobody's going to have to move. They're just going to have to drive a little bit further to go to games. So for the Aiton family, great for them. Again, not great for 10th-year seniors. But being a consensus number one does not necessarily mean that DeAndre Ayton will be the number one overall pick because there are some underlying issues in Phoenix that has Luka Doncic... Am I pronouncing that right? Is it Doncic? Or Donkick? Donick, I think. Donick? Donkick? Andrew, what is it? It's Luka. It's Donkic. 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 So everyone in ESPN was pronouncing it wrong. There you go. 10th-year seniors got it right. 
All right. So <laughs> like, anyway, Andrew's the authority. Like he I, I'm just calling this dude Luca. So we all know the Suns just hired a new coach, Igor. Oh God, not enough. Anyway, so they hired Igor. Igor and Luca, they won. They, All first this, names. Why on this, this side. sound like a Winnie the Pooh episode? <laughs> Igor and Luca. Igor and Luca won EuroBasket with the Slovenian national team last summer, so obviously uh, the connection is there. Goran Dragic is Luca's mentor, so to speak. There have been rumors about Phoenix in play for Goran after. Dragic is his mentor. Yeah, so they're get been, him to the Heat. There have been rumors in play about about uh, Dragic making a return to Phoenix because of that. So a lot of people are thinking that Ooh, you know, that comes off the Heat's books. I know. You got Andrew is like the free agent person. I know, but nobody books except for like third grade homework. So a lot of people are this groundswell of opinion that Phoenix is going to take Luca, pair him with Devin Booker in the backcourt, and then hopefully Dragon Bender develops into what they thought he was going to be. That could be their plan, and they leave DeAndre Ayton by the wayside, and the quote-unquote hometown story doesn't happen. How much do you buy into that, Andrew? Uh, you know, I don't think so. I think with the first pick of the draft, you always have to draft a better person who's also taller. So you always see the big men go first. Greg Oden. Oh, you said better. Never mind. Go ahead. Yes, he was not better in that Kevin scenario. Durant's pretty tall, too. But Greg Oden wasn't better, which I feel yeah, is an the, important Yeah, better, part. better is the qualifier there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, uh, Donkic is good, but I don't think he's a transcendent player. He's not going to be nearly as good in the NBA as Ethan. So, is. tell me and, then, why are all of these white sports uh, writers freaking themselves out calling him the next Larry Bird? Bill Simmons. Because they've always wanted the next Larry Bird. They've it's the counter to Wakanda. You do realize it every that is year. true. Every year <laughs> the they white get wolf. To, is this what Luca is? Is he he's the counter to he's the counter to T'Challa? Yes. That's all this is. That's all they want. They just want anyone. Just give us anyone. That's I, what they say. I mean, how long have you what's the next Larry Bird? Like you how do you have to go back three decades? Okay, so I don't think they should take Luca. I mean, to me, it's obvious that you go with Aiton, but if that's what they want to do, if there's a, what if there's an immediate conflict right away between Igor and management? Management wants uh, Aiton in there, Igor wants his guy. I assume that because Aiton's been in Phoenix, I mean, because he's been in Arizona forever, they have advanced scouting on him. Like, if there's anybody that should know him best, it should be the Suns, right? You would think. Yeah, because they have the opportunity. To scout him for you know all of his college games and you know see him in practice instead of flying over to Barcelona to see Doncic play 15 minutes a game. And I think that um, at the same time, like you consider your fan base, the Phoenix fan base has seen kind of what DeAndre Ayton can do, and they believe that if they put him on a team with uh, Devin Booker, it's not that they'll um, be contending for a playoff spot, but then this team will see progression to maybe. Listen, the tenth or the ninth seed in the West could might be in the possibility for them. They're, I mean, if they do that, they're putting together a nice little Philly kind of team, don't you? I mean, if you have yeah, but I mean for, for this Jackson, year, yeah, yeah, because yeah. the West is stronger, so it's not like the same kind of thing as in Philly. No, but I so just mean like the same tenth, framework with these yeah, young, and you get tenth players. or ninth, and then the following year you go into free agency and you get like a, a late lottery. 
who might could contribute off the bench, then you have something there. When was the last time the Suns were cool? Was it the Barkley run? Was it 94? No, 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 no. Steve Nash. Sean Marion, Steve Nash. Oh, Seven I, seconds or less. Yeah. Look, I completely forgot about that. Wow, no, that was a very cool run. And if Robert Ory... Steve Ari, Nash won MVP two If Robert Ory doesn't go full Draymond yeah. and then get Nash suspended, then history is different. I'm going to still Godstand win a championship. So, yeah, yeah, they, were, they were about to yeah, until the Robert yeah, Ory thing happened. Yeah, don't about to win one. How about you win one? Portland. How about, they won one. You know what? You win that one. So, Andrew, one and two is Aiden and Luca. Who is the Jason Tatum of this draft? Jason Tatum of this draft is Michael Porter. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I absolutely agree with it because, I mean, and a lot of people forget this, but before anybody played one possession of NCAA basketball, Michael Porter was the consensus number one. Like, Everybody thought Michael Porter was going to transform Missouri into something special just on his own. Yeah, and the thing is, like, in you know, in college basketball, they can't blame being injured on your draft status. So, same thing happened to Ben Simmons. You know, he played for underwhelming team, then got injured, and then everybody promptly forgot how good he was. My theory on Michael Porter is he was a little bit injured, but the brain trust around him said, "You got a future. You, know what? you got a future in this sport." Yeah, we, we didn't really have to do this whole college thing. Like, it's not gonna matter much on your draft stock, so don't worry about it. But do you think Michael Porter, what he did when he came back for he came back for the SEC tournament, right? Yeah. Just do you think more players scrimmage. might do that? Be like, I'll skip the whole season and now just play in these conference tournaments and NCAA tournament if we get there. That's a possibility. Um, we've also seen some people in this draft who just elected to not go to college in general. So every year it's changing so quickly. I think that players will just spend more time getting ready for the draft and worrying about the NCAA. I think we have we have to address the Sacramento Kings because they have been the de facto Bahamian national team with Buddy uh, for the last year and a half. And the lottery was amazing to them. They had an 18.3% chance to get into the top three, and amazingly, that happened. They ended up with the second overall pick. Hopefully, they don't overthink it. I think the obvious thing here to do is you just go Aiton or Donkic, who, whoever's available. However, I fear that if you do take Donkic, eventually, Buddy has to go, doesn't he? Because they love Bogdanovich, and I think he ends up in the same situation that he was in New Orleans, where there's a logjam in the backcourt. Does that happen, or do you slide Donkic to the three? Um, you could play Donkic and Body in the same backcourt, and then slide um, Bogdanovic to the three. So I don't really see that being as big of a problem, especially with the way they play. And yeah, so there's a lot of minutes to go, and I think Donkic, regardless how good he may or may not end up, is going to have problems adjusting to the NBA at the beginning. So the- nothing's going to happen to heal this season. Yeah, but then what do you do with De'Aaron Fox? Because see, in that equation, we're talking about we're talking about Buddy, we're talking about uh, Donkic and Bogdanovich. But your lottery pick from last year is supposed to be your franchise point guard. You, I mean, you take back-to-back franchise point guards in consecutive years, then you're becoming like the, the Phoenix Min- No, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. And you don't want to miss the one point guard who you need to get. You don't want to miss on the Steph Curry, so maybe they, you just keep drafting them. I think they have the point guard they need to get, and that's De'Aaron Fox. 
I believe I believe in De'Aaron Fox. I would. I mean, they they believe in De'Aaron Fox. They sent him to the draft. Yeah. <laughs> like, go. You are the face of this franchise. So, go be the face. So I think that presents another interesting scenario, though, because I, if Aiton if does go number one to Phoenix, I don't think it's cut and dry that Sacramento takes Donkic at number two. I could see them actually going for uh, Bagley or Jaron Jackson in that spot. I mean, that's a possibility, but the thing is, like, there's a lot of minutes to go around in the NBA. So if you're thinking about the point guard, shooting guard, and small forward position, that's 140 minutes, 44 minutes. You know what I mean? And if you're playing five players about 30 minutes equally, that's 150 minutes. So there's more than enough time for De'Aaron, Donkic, Heal, Justin Jackson, and Bohan Bogdanovich. I like how I don't optimistic think that's you are. I like how wow, optimistic you are, you are about that. You are insane person and are that, probably never going to coach in the That don't work like that, bro. <laughs> that is not how it happens. That does not Before every like game that. starts, there's 144 minutes in these three positions. Yeah. Y'all get your minutes. I'm trying to tell you. That is <laughs> I'm just thinking that he's playing with robots. It does not work that. Like is that is not going to like, work players like that. Are, like, some players are just accustomed to being starters. Like, this has happened with like the Terry Rozier thing, right? Like, he can start and do well. But can he come off the bench and do as well? Like, probably not. He probably has to be someone who starts for a team and gets major minutes in order to be this effective. For Sacramento, there could be several players who have that same kind of that same kind of feel, and Buddy might be one of those players it's who al- is supposed to be a starter. It's already been developing the the fight for minutes between that combination of Fox Bogdanovich and Buddy. So there is already something where you got you know yeah, Fox going nuts. We've got we've got to start leaning towards somebody playing a surplus more than twenty five minutes. We yeah. can't just be giving everybody twenty minutes. Like somebody's got to be going twenty five and thirty minutes on most of these nights. That's yeah, what you got to do. You're all about player development. Like what happens if Stevens had Gordon Hayward healthy this season and then Tatum and Jalen Brown get less minutes? Are they as good right now? No. No, they wouldn't be as good as right now. But for the Kings, Justin Jackson will be the first person to get zero minutes. Not Buddy Heal. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I think coaches need to take Buddy this, Heel, this concept like, 100 what? minutes. No, but remember Vladdy Divac traded for Buddy, you know, and he got rid of DeMarcus Cousins. So he's not going to get rid of Buddy, you know, anytime soon. It's, it's just going to make him look silly. Regardless of, of how good the trade ends up. So I don't think, um, yeah. And oh. in the unlikely event, Buddy Heal gets traded, hopefully he'll come to Miami Eastern Conference team. Okay, I, I have another cross-industry trade scenario for you. Okay, <clears throat> let's say Phoenix does take uh, Luka number one. Aiton goes number two to the Kings. So the Bahamas has the coveted Buddy Heal, DeAndre Aiton, duo on the same NBA franchise. Would Trinidad and Tobago trade us Carnival for Buddy and DeAndre Ayton? Nah. So without Carnival, Trinidad is like Guyana. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Two two players that could possibly... Listen, your entire country could rally behind them. Do you understand how great that could be? I think Grenada would take the trade. We don't want Grenada. We trying to I'm take just this. Saying, though. Like, we want Trinico on the line. Check him with Grenada. They're trying to make this deal with Trinidad. That's a no-go. Maybe Bob... Yeah, maybe Bob Adas would take that trade for Cropover. Okay, good. You know what? Let's uh, let's shop that to, to some Bayesian people and see if we could get Cropover. I'm actually with that. 
Let's see if we can Ooh, make it okay. happen. Yeah. If we can get cr- I, listen, I, I'll live with that. Andrew, you should come to our carnival just to see what it's like. No, I can't deal with him being there. <laughs> what? Int? <laughs> this this road? He would just be confused by it the entire time. Why like, are these people watching? Yes, like like don't like like don't do that to yourself. Okay, people, it's stereotypical that you always have to do this, the the winners and losers from the draft thing. I feel like this is the first time Dan Gilbert's son was there and the Cavs did not get a top three pick. It's weird. That is very weird. I would say their losers are the Knicks for not moving up and 10th-year seniors. Yeah. Yeah, we like we the, are the biggest win. losers of the draft for yeah. 10th-year seniors. Like, clearly it was us. And I feel like now we have to question whether Adam Silver really got beef. Does Adam Silver have beef with us? I mean, you want to smoke is probably because I like the Cassidy girl picture. Why do you do so he's like, yeah. Because it's on social media and you like things on social media. That's what it's for. It's not an unliking <laughs> thing. Andrew, do you see any possibility of Luca being traded if he's picked number two? Um, yeah, I mean, any any of these players get traded. You know, that's a possibility. I would advise against trading a top three pick because, you know, regardless of what happens, some teams will always look foolish. But I think a lot of these teams might be interested in moving down or other teams might be interested in moving up, especially with so many teams not having um, cap space and soon-to-be free agents. I think um, like the Spurs, for example, might be quietly shopping around Kyrie Leonard. And I think the Cavs will definitely be either trying to move up or move out of the draft. Move out of the draft. And what does that do for LeBron James? I mean, he said, I think what Andrew's saying is, depending on LeBron, that's where the decision goes. You move up without LeBron. If you have LeBron, you move out. But you know LeBron waits till after the draft because he's like, Remember Shabazz, Shabazz Napier. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Shabazz Napier was supposed to be the thing to turn. Thanks, LeBron. <laughs> the Miami eat around. That's Please just, come back. That, that's hilarious. Um, You know what? I, I think... Okay, you said Michael Porter was your, was your Jason Tatum with this draft. Mm-hmm. Then I feel like this draft also has to have a Donovan Mitchell because people knew how great Jason Tatum was. Nobody knew how great Donovan Mitchell was. So who's somebody that could be in that mold? Mm, maybe Lonnie Walker from Miami. Ooh, you got Lonnie Walker rated high. Mm, he didn't go to Kentucky. Where do you think Knox falls in the draft? Thirteen. Um, I didn't hear you. Can you say that again? Where do you think Knox falls in the draft? Niles boy. I think Knox will go hopefully top 10, but definitely top 15. I have him at number 11. Wait, why do you say hopefully? I think right on on the cusp. Why are you hoping for this? Well, I mean, we have to see. I'll see at the combine um, what the general consensus is and how certain people perform. Let's just get to you at the comb mine because I feel like you will be at your peak, Andrew, walking around. I assume you're going to have a legal pad and not take notes digitally. I need you to have like a stopwatch <laughs> and also like measuring tape. Yeah, like go. Pl- please have props and go full in with this. Like be in be in character with this. Tell us what your approach to the combine is going to be. Well, my approach is, is going to be to find, like, Adrian Wojnarowski or any of the yes. other big guys and just basically mirror whatever they're doing and be like, and every now and then just say, hmm, that's interesting. And yeah. then, like, 
That's a great plan. Actually, you know what? I feel like you should disagree with Woj and try to one-up him all the time. Like, just butt into all of their conversations. What we need to do is we need to give you the Twitter account. So whatever they tweet, you just tweet it in the Andrew way. I just said, yeah. like, right before. <laughs> We're like, oh, yeah, I had this story. Didn't think it was newsworthy. <laughs> just say things like that to Woj. <laughs> whatever Woj and says, yeah, I- just make it in the Trini Andrew yeah, and I definitely will actually have my legal pad because yeah. I definitely do not write yeah. anything digitally. Could you make sure someone gets a picture of you like writing on that legal pad? I, I honestly well, could I'm, not tell if, if Andrew's being sarcastic just now. No, he's serious. No, he's going to have a legal absolutely, pad. He's absolutely you're serious. serious you don't write anything digitally. I believe you're making this up. No, I mean, I write everything on paper first and then I write it yeah. online. Yeah. Wait, why? Why do you think that was a joke? Like, how, why do you think that was? A you should see the photo. No, I dumb. I you dumb. should see the photo he sent me for the headshot. It looks like an NBA writer already. Uh, please, uh, please take many photos of the notes in your legal pad because I feel like this will give us the one up on the the rest of the international media. Like at this point, it's going to be us and ESPN. You know what? This is your star climb, I'm, Andrew. I'm very excited for this mock draft. This is your star climb. This is where. Everybody discovers who you are, discovers who we are, because now we beefing up. We going one on one with Woj. Azalea, I yeah. need your, I need the beginning of your uh, DeAndre Eaton analysis, even though he won't be on the combine. To be, they might not be able to carnival, but they know how to play basketball. <laughs> please, I do just that. need that to be your first sentence, and then just go on with Can your you, analysis. Please do that. Well, you know the funny thing about the draft it has well, a lot yes. to do with the players. But, uh, well, yes, yes, too. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> no, I said the funny thing about the draft as well is that a lot of the GMs and decision makers, I think they go into the combine already decided. And besides the people in like the late 20s or, you know, mid 15s, they're really trying to, you know, get their confirmation bias on. So they be like, all right, I have the fourth pick. I'm taking these three people, whoever's yeah. still available. Like, yeah, if so. Trey Young hits four three-pointers in a row, he's going to be the fourth overall pick. <laughs> I can just see. Nah, he got he to gotta have, like... Someone's got to fall in love and be like, boy, I, I don't think know, it's the Magic who's going to draft light him. Light-skinned guards. I think the Magic... guards who shoot threes. Magic and Trey Young are, like, that's the pick right there. Yeah. See, I think... Yep, I think so. Buddy and Jamal Murray set the precedent too high with their Celtics workout where they were being ridiculous and hitting like 90 out of their threes. So Trey Young got to do like something crazy and match that. But uh, so when you, when you're at the combine, what what will you be looking for? Like the stuff that's going to that's going to stand out to you that that you're really going to pay attention to. So you want to see someone doing something, showing something that they didn't show in college, but you don't want somebody to only be showing something that they didn't show in college. Because I remember when I used to watch the Combine on TV, I saw Willie Cauley Spine showing off his three-point range. And I was just like, eh. Like, nobody wants to see you shoot three-pointers at the Combine. <laughs> What's that going to do for us? And now look at him. Now look at it. Yeah, exactly. No one wants you shooting threes. Yeah, so, yeah, so you're going to see some players try to do silly stuff like, you know, like, you might see Mohamed Bamba try to show off his handle. Oh, he well, will. Like, he's, see- he's actually been saying how he's well, going he to show it. off his range and his handle. So, he said so you can expect that 100%. You can expect that 100%. I promise you, he's going to be showing off his He wish he didn't handle. go to school so he could have been doing that in the NBA Yeah, he wanted, he wanted to just train the entire year and take the, uh, uh what's the dude who decommitted from Western? Anyway, That's Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson. 
Yeah, he wanted to just take yeah. that route, not go to college at all, just train for a year, and then go into the draft. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really important. And then you want to see the matchups, too. And you really want to see what I really want to see in some of the matchups, which I think will happen more on Friday, about with the freshmen versus, like, the upperclassmen. So, you know, the upperclassmen are, will always be salty about all of these freshman lottery picks. And they're obviously not as skilled as the freshmen, so you might see some. I always look look out for the bad blood during some of the scrimmages. Bad blood, like in like, not just in the the upperclassmen versus the freshmen, like bad blood from like conference play. You mean like stuff like that, like Duke and North Carolina type bad blood? Yeah, well, you know, like I want to see like Aaron Holiday like cross up like Trey Young. That's what I'm looking for. You know, mm. you're looking for beef. Is that going to, like, increase yeah. or decrease the draft stock with the amount of beef they have with players on the court? Well, you know, beef is back in the NBA, you know? So everybody wants beef. So people so looking for players. You have a category that says fake toughness, then. That's a good category. <laughs> that would be a good yeah. category. I'd, I would draft someone based on that category. Because fake toughness in the NBA is real toughness because no one actually fights. So, I mean, Trump America. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Alright, so that's where we are. <laughs> this man sounds so tired. Uh, no, darling. And you go into the West Coast. Uh, am I? Yeah. 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 A completely, is this is a completely crestfallen 10YS team. We're not going to Atlanta. Well, not for basketball, by the, at least. So we're not going to be going there. Samantha um, just moved there. Uh, so many reasons. Aiton's going to end up on the West Coast, but the bright side of this is. Uh, we get to follow Trini Andrews' antics at the draft combine. One last question. Then we get to have our own antics at the draft. Make friends with the ringer people, please. Yeah. One last question. How dead is Kevin Love? The Cavs are He's down. He's so bad. I... <laughs> the Cavs are down right now with like five minutes left. As we're recording this, the Cavs are down 95-86 in the fourth. Oh, quarter. my God. 89. 89 LeBron is about but to no, go down. Continue about how bad he is. I'm leaving this podcast. I'm done. I'm done. This this is an emergency now. We have to win this game. <laughs> Come on, Kevin Love. Minnesota Kevin Love. Like, just once. Just once they want to be pleasantly surprised by Kevin Love. You know, like, it's, I, don't, I just don't understand why he refuses to be Minnesota Kevin Love. Good day. Good day, sir. <laughs> All right. All right, Andrew. We're going to let you go. Uh, do well at the draft, sir. Uh, out Woj Woj. We will be here continuing to sulk that we are not going to end up in Atlanta. But feel free to send us any insane, crazy trade scenarios. That is going to end up with DeAndre Aiden on the East Coast. We welcome all of it. Except, except the Cavs. No, no, number one. That one. I like that one. No. <laughs> Who was it? Rodney Hood? Rodney Hood. <laughs> we need a lot of sources say. Sources at the oh NBA combine say. That's what we need a lot of. Listen, I don't even care if you tweeting about uh, the type of water or power they're drinking. Sources say on everything. We're sources saying the shit out of this draft yeah, from now thing. until June 21st. The whole thing. Sources whole say. Thing. We are making up all the news. That's the name of this one. Sources say. Thank sources you. say. Once I step, yeah, once I step foot in the combine, I'm officially the sources say. <laughs> We got it. We just all raised our we hands in victory. We okay, made it. I'm going to watch the Cavs lose now. This has been Long Range Two Pointers. Y'all stay woke. Struggle hard for me to cope with. Do a lot for others, not for credit or to soak in. But they have an impact on direction that they go in. Grounded by the roots. Hooked to the soil. Recognize the rumble that we in. Yeah, it's royal.